Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Unitarian Church of Edmonton. My name is Declan Kylie, and I will be your service leader this morning. We do hope you feel welcome here. The Unitarian Universalist faith is a creedless community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We embrace a pluralistic philosophy, opening our hearts and minds to diverse ideas, feelings, and expressions of our world community. Whatever your heritage, whatever your faith, whomever you love, you are welcome here today. We respectfully acknowledge that we are located on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional gathering place for diverse Indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Blackfoot, Métis, Nakota Sioux, Iroquois, Ojibwe, Solta, Anishibwe, Inuit, and many others whose histories, languages, and cultures continue to influence our, our vibrant community. We recognize that everyone here has a role to play to help this community build. We can do so by cherishing old friendships and opening a circle to include newcomers. We give thanks to those who work on behalf of this community every day. We acknowledge our volunteers who help make this service run so smoothly. We ask that you take a moment now to ensure that your microphone is muted. If you're having connection troubles, it might help to turn off your camera as well. We are glad to have you with us this morning. We hope you find something in this service today that nourishes your spirit and helps you find and keep your balance. We open the service now with a musical prelude, offering each of us a time of quiet contemplation and inspiration. And the mirror's reflection I'm a-dancing with myself And when there's no one else inside In the crowd and lonely night Well, I wait so long for my love vibration And I'm dancing with myself It'll give me time to think If I had a chance I'd ask a woman to dance And I'd be dancing on with myself Dancing with myself, dancing with myself, dancing with myself. If I had a chance, I'd ask a woman to dance. If I 
Hope is the Thing with Feathers by Emily Dickinson. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity. It asked a crumb of me. And then we are going to do a bit of a hymn together with microphones muted. Everyone is, of course, invited to sing as they are willing and able in their own spaces. With that, we are going to go into our first reflection from the youth. So I invite AJ to unmute themselves and read their piece. Okay, good morning, everybody. If you would have have told me at the beginning of the year that all of this was going to happen, I would have said, you are insane. 
COVID-19 is probably one of the worst things that has ever happened to me in my life. The most unhappy and depressed I have ever been. I miss my friends, my school, and I miss my life. You know when you have those dreams that you feel so real and you wake up and remember that it was all a dream? Sometimes I wish and I think that this is all a dream. I wish this was not real. I want to say that this will all get better, but I know that's not what I feel. News articles and terrified friends are all things that I've been avoiding to make myself feel better. Which, by the way, I know is not good. No France or Spain, no Halifax, and no grad are things that are not happening. And that makes me very sad. But knowing I'm not alone makes me see some hope in all this. Seeing that we're here and all safe makes me happy. Realizing what we can't control in this situation is most important and understanding that this is not permanent. It's okay to be unhappy and it's okay to be mad. It's stressful and unfair, but in, in, but all in the end, hopefully it will be okay. Thank you.
which brings us to our second reflection. So I invite Alora to unmute herself and share what she's written for us. At first, I freaked out. I had a panic attack, and I honestly thought that the world was going to end, because that's just how I think. Since then, I've had time to think about it, and I've accepted the fact that the only part of this I can control is me and what I do and how I react and how I try to help. I thrive on routine. School and church are a large part of my regular routine. I was worried it would feel odd not having school and church in person. However, I'm happy that both are being held online. It makes my day-to-day -day life feel more regular. One thing that I found interesting is how when I choose to stay home, it makes me feel happy. But when I'm being forced to stay home, I feel trapped. And where I am is the last place I want to be. I guess that comes down to a mindset and how I choose to think. I know that a lot of people are stressed and being put in very difficult situations. In my experience, when people are stressed, I've seen them take their emotions out on other people. This makes everyone agitated and no one wants to be around. I think that patience and understanding are very helpful in these stressful times. I know that I've been stressed. This has been an emotional roller coaster for me. I've cried and I've ranted. I felt trapped and stressed and I felt free and relaxed. These past few weeks, my emotions have been front and center in my life. I've learned that expressing those feelings is good for me. If I choose to keep them inside and not talk about how I'm feeling, suddenly the room feels smaller and I feel very alone. Through this time, I hope that everyone will participate in physical distancing and also make taking care of themselves and their mental and physical health a priority. Stay safe, Kate Banner. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Here's another fun little musical parody. This one is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Now when a virus comes along, it's spreading like a plague. And POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague. Well then, you've got to trust the CDC and listen well. Unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a... Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better cough in your arm, now back in 1918, influenza had its run. But half their docks were busy overseas with World War I. Today we have mass media and scientists to say, if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation because we're asymptomatic while it's in incubation. We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you take the lesson here to heart because it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad transmittable, a super bad transmittable, a super bad transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Thank you. 
And now we are on to our third reflection. Declan, if you would unmute yourself and share your piece, please. Hello. Before this situation, I wanted to talk about the vastness of space. Our country, the youth's theme of space-time continuum, and our trip to Halifax. But now I find myself stuck in a space much smaller than I'd anticipated. Even though I can connect with the entire world with my phone, I can't shake the feeling that the walls are closing in on me. The outside world no longer feels real. Without the sky as a reference, the days blend together. Clocks mean nothing and movement is a chore. Strangest of all, I have so much free time to make art, but since I'm trapped within these walls, my creativity and motivation has vanished. Although I'm cooped away, I do my best to stay in touch. I've never liked texting, but now that everyone's holed up in their own tiny spaces, I've never been so eager to reach out, which is why I'm so grateful for meetings like this and how we gather from so far away. That's all. Thank you, Declan. So we have chosen a piece of music from, do credit, Elora's Calm Music playlist, and we will listen to that together.
All of which brings us to our fourth reflection. And I would invite Violet to unmute herself and share what she's written. Hello. Beginning in October, I've become progressively more awkward. I used to consider myself a conversationalist of sorts, but I have struggled to pitch in and add my thoughts in way too many social situations as of late. It's embarrassing, really. I've never had so much trouble with making friends, and while I'd like to talk to new people, I get too scared to. <sighs> School is a huge part of my life, and so are my friends, but I must admit, when I found out it was cancelled, I was a little relieved. Um, things like popularity and relevance uh, matter way more to me, whatever they mean, for some reason, and combined with my newfound teen awkwardness made me rather scared to return to school every morning. <laughs> Taking time to myself is extremely comforting because of this, but I feel lazy, like I'm not doing anything, mostly because that's true. Um, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Productivity who? I haven't heard of her. I've been talking to my friends nearly every day, but I'm missing contact with other people and all the pastimes I enjoyed involving leaving the house. When we're forced into a situation like this, we begin to appreciate things we kind of take for granted otherwise. Being able to organize hangouts with friends, going to movies, parks, museums, malls, church, work, and even our education, even if we don't particularly like school or work, our learning is important for the future, and if working from home is impossible for you, things get problematic really fast. When I go back to school and church, I really want to try harder. I want to try to pitch in and add my thoughts, because this lack of social interaction has made me appreciate the friends and conversations I've already had. And I'd like to make more. I'll get over this, hopefully. <laughs> it may be hard, but people can be so cool and interesting. <laughs> I'm sure you are, so just you wait. That's what I've got. Thank you, Violet. I feel like I need to preface my own reflection uh, with the fact that usually when the youth are doing the service, I, you know, sit on my butt and let the youth do the service. This time around, partly because of how strange the situation is and the fact that we're using very new technology and a lot of things need to be coordinated, I feel a little bit like I have taken over a little more than I like. But at the same time, I was also invited to write a reflection. So I've done that. Three weeks ago, we were fretting about time change, full moon, and Friday the 13th all occurring in the same week. Then everything changed. Two weeks ago, CUC and Canoodle were canceled. UCE decided to suspend in-person services. Schools were shut down. One week ago, I and all my fellow staff at the Bennett Center were officially laid off. 
everybody except for me spent a few days in our staff chat figuring out how to apply for EI. I went back to working at the grocery store. Usually, scheduling at the store is done four weeks in advance, and any changes to availability take that long to take effect. Anybody who's been to a grocery store in the last two weeks likely realizes that this was not the case here. They needed extra coverage now. And here I was offering an extra body to insert into the proceedings. I immediately began drawing full-time hours. It's almost surreal. Returning to my old job, but finding it so very, very different from how I remember it. Most of our customers recognize what's going on, realize the risk we are running by going to work every day, and they thank us for it. Not in the way you always thank the customer service person who's just helped you, but in a way that says you realize what might happen if we were forced to shut down as so many businesses have been. Of course, there will always be people who are offended that I'm wearing gloves that I'm asking them to bag their own groceries if they wish to use their reusable shopping bags, that I want them to just hold up their card so I can scan it with my gun instead of taking it from them. There will always be the people who think the whole thing is some kind of trick, a tempest in a teapot, a lot of fuss over nothing. There will always be people who are frustrated that all, at all the sanitizing we have to do every few customers is forcing them to wait a few extra minutes to be helped. On Tuesday, I measured out and placed the tape lines on the floor at the tills, showing people how far apart to stand in line. The giant red stickers came later. I always loved a project. Violet has some closing words for us. I sure do. The chalice is now extinguished, but its light lives on in the minds and hearts and souls of each one of you. Carry that flame as you leave this place and share it with those you know, with those you love, and most especially, with those you have yet to meet. We are going to sing Carry the Flame. I would invite you to put your hands over your heart or give yourself a big, tight, crushing hug, whichever you feel, as we sing Carry the Flame. And then if you will allow us one more piece of music that we think is hilarious. They've taken away certain things like live shows and meet space meetings and eggs and paper at the grocery store. Because the lockdown started in my city and though the sunshine shirt is pretty, it's more responsible to stay indoors. 
I'm giving up on wearing pants. I'm taking photos of my plants, and it's not a choice, but I'm growing out my hair. I'm learning skills, I'm taking naps, I'm lifting weights, I've filed my tax, and sometimes I just sit here and despair. But I've got cats, and I've got Netflix, I've got games, and I've got snack mix, and I am gonna stay indoors for four to eight weeks or more. There's no difference between day and night. I canceled my upcoming flights and gigs and work and everything. But as a consolation prize for never seeing sunny skies, they put out a new Animal Crossing. There's lots of crafts I'm gonna make, board games I'll play and stuff I'll bake, and stacks of books I thought I'd never read. I'm concerned about family and friends, but if this is how the world it ends, at least we're playing online D&D. And I've got cats, and I've got Netflix, I've got games, and I've got pasta sauce, and I am gonna stay indoors for four to eight weeks or more. Stay indoors for four to eight 